you can you can open up my fly box, my smallmouth box, and you can be like, "Hey Hunter, what color do you throw?" And it's just like, dude, just look, because it's like yellow, 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 a little bit of brown sometimes, but but I'll throw anything from like little like articulate. I like to throw articulated flies a lot. I'm Hunter Jordan. I'm Colin Blaylock. And welcome to the Great Lakes Experience. Today's episode is brought to you by Big Al's Baits. With the introduction of the new Deadly Nedley, handcrafted in Sturgis, Michigan, this hair jig is going to catch all of the fish you'll ever need in the spring. Welcome to episode 13. Sound a little different? Yeah, it's me opening it. Today we're going to be talking about smallmouth and specifically river smallmouth. So let's get into this. Hunter, smallmouth fishing on the river is kind of your thing. What's the number one thing that you look for going into a new river system? So basically what I'm looking for when I'm fishing, if I go to a new river or a new stretch of river, there's three things that I'll try and look for that um, that I think will usually typically hold smallmouth, and that's cover, structure, and depth. And we'll kind of we'll dive into deeper into all, th- all three of those things. We'll go into a little separately and talk about why the perfect combination of those three really is what brings it. But first off, I want to like kind of like open into the episode because I know we've, we've already talked about smallmouth, but this is specifically, we'll talk about river smallmouth. Um, they're kind of a whole different breed of fish. I know we've talked about it on St. Clair a while back um, with, uh, that was when you were up north. Yeah, I was up north fishing. And uh, so... So basically, um, just about any river you can find in Michigan or surrounding Great Lakes states, they, they'll hold smallmouth. Um, whether it's going up north to the Muskegon, um, you could be down here on the St. Joe, or you could be over on the east side of the state in the Huron or the Flint. I've spent a little bit of time over there. Um, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, the Flint water, the Flint water. No, I don't live that close to there, so it's not bad. Um, so let's let's break down a little bit. Um, we're we're going to kind of have a short episode this week for you. Um, it's been a nuts week here in Kalamazoo for me and Colin. It's finals week coming up. It's finals week coming up. Uh, it's been busy. We'll just say it's been busy. I've got one week left of college. Thank you, thank you, thank Buddy's you. growing up. Thank He's... you. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add the clapping thing in there. Everybody's gonna cheer for me. It'll be up there. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've got a short one for week. you this week. Next week we're gonna come in with something a little better. We'll have another guest next week on. Because um, I know sometimes you guys probably get annoyed to just listening to us ramble for. 45 minutes to an hour so it's nice to it's always refreshing to hear some other people talk on the show too but i'll get into it um i was first introduced into river fishing when i first moved over here um i had mostly fished smaller lakes and ponds and stuff um just growing up um i didn't really get into the river scene until i moved over here and started hanging out with people at the store and 
I found out how good river fishing is. A river smallmouth, I've talked about it before on the show, I think a river smallmouth will outfight a lake smallmouth any day of the week. Well, you also have a lot more that can go wrong. I mean, there's a lot more snags, hang mm-hmm. up, cover. It's a total, it's, it's, that's what's crazy. That's what I like about it is it's a totally different game compared to just fishing lake smallmouth. I mean, you're out in the open, you don't have to worry about log jams running into, snagging on rocks on the bottom and stuff like that. Um, so my first, first thing I do usually is if we're going to go to a new stretch of river, I will actually pull it up on either like Google Maps or Onyx because typically we'll have to find spots that we can get in and out. So Onyx is sweet because you can find those public parks or like public ground or if you got to go knock on a door to ask to, hey, can I shoot up the back of your yard to get out of the river? Uh, most people are usually cool about that. I mean, I've, me and my buddies were back home a couple of years ago. We wanted to, we wanted to float kayaks down the Flint and, uh, we just like I just pulled up to this place and I knocked on some door this these people's door and uh I was like, Hey, you guys care if we like launch these kayaks in down here in your backyard? And they're like, No, like we really appreciate you asking, like go for it. I was like, Oh sweet. So dumped those in. We didn't catch much because we didn't really do our homework too well. This is before I was really into it. So the water was way up, like way up. The float probably should have took us four or five hours, and it took us about two. <laughs> they were hauling. Yeah. And there was a couple of sketchy spots where there was a big dip, and we almost flipped a couple kayaks. But we made it. It was all right. We got bit by some mosquitoes and stuff, but it's all part of the game. Did you get more bites from mosquitoes than you did fishing? Absolutely. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll, it'll happen for sure. So, like I was saying, I'll check on Google Maps, or Onyx or whatever you have access to, just some sort of, like, satellite imagery. And I'll, I'll start looking for, like, the first thing that I'll look for is, like, certain bends in the river and where you can see depth or where you can see the gradient, how, how steep the gradient is, whether it comes up really fast or it's kind of a shallow up to the bank. And it's different seasonally. It's supposed to be, was it supposed to be, like, 80 here this weekend? Supposed to be, yeah, just about 80 on the so weekend. So it's, it's going to start getting really good here. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about this a little bit right now is because the river fishing is going to get really good here. Once the water temp hits about 50, 55 for river smallmouth, that's when they start. They start. They fire. They, yeah, they start firing up. They start munching. They're getting ready to spawn. Um, I think the best we the best day I had last year was... I think May 12th, my dad came down. We, we probably caught two dozen fish in a float, and it was it was sweet. I love when they're munching like that. And me and, me and him, we hooked up a, a double. We were both hooked up on a fish, so that was really sweet to do with him. Um, but right now, those fish, early, okay, so early, just like, it's just warm enough where you can start fishing again. You want to find those deep, slow holes that's where those fish are camped out in the winter time and they're going to stay there for a bit until it starts to get warmed up and their metabolism starts going and they're ready to start eating again but if you can find those deep slow holes if you throw like like a little ned rig down in there or like a little like a little jig are you kind of focused on a certain color pattern like a craw color or something like um, that um 
Craw patterns are really good just because rivers are usually... Because basically, for river fishing, there's it's way easier to narrow it down because there's not as many different types of food source like there is in the lakes. So like there's going to be crawfish, there's going to be shad, but that's not going to be until later because they'll start spawning and doing their whole thing just like bass do. Yep. But craw patterns, that's why I like Ned Rigs for that. Or like you could do like swim baits, but just like drag them across the bottom of the rocks. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to pick them up too. But basically early spring, you're looking for those deep holes. Um, slow water, um, that's where it's the warmest is those deep down below. And then, so they just sit, they're just sitting in there really, they're just waiting for little snacks to come by that they can just grab up easy. They're going for the lazy dinner, dinner route. Yeah, exactly. That's what we all like. It's like a grub hub, kind of. It's just bringing the food right to them. Oh yeah, you just got to open mouth a little bit and... Yes, sir. Take it down. Yeah. Um... So then it's going to start warming up. They're going to start moving closer to shallow. This is where you'd want to, I like to look for like those, I like to look for color changes where it goes from light to dark and you'll be able to see it on the water. Um, And then (coughs) where those gradients are a little bit faster, where it comes up steeper, because they're still going to be waiting by those holes, but they'll come up into the shallows and hunt for food and they'll roam and stuff like that. So then... That's your, that's like, that'll cover like, kind of like the depth portion of that. So when you, go ahead. When you fish those deeper holes, like you're saying earlier in the um, early spring or late winter, when you start to get back in the river, you get, you pull up to that hole. What's kind of your go-to ounce for like a Ned head or something? You go lighter or you, I mean, obviously you got a little bit of current factor with the river. It all kind of depends on how fast your current is. I mean, it's not like. It's not like walleye fish on the Detroit where you need like an ounce, an ounce jig yeah. head. Usually you can get away with like three eighths to a half ounce. That's what I've found usually works the best. Um, still, like it doesn't drop straight to the bottom. It'll still float down kind of, kind of finessey. Um, but at the same time, it's not going to get swept away downstream immediately. So you're still going to be able to get to the bottom and fish through those, those deeper holes. And, and when I'm saying deeper holes, I'm talking like, seven eight feet and you'll be able to see those and even on google maps you'll be able to find them just like mark them and then once you are think you're coming up close on them you can just pull up your phone and be like okay here's one that i saw and whatever and fish that out fish it a couple times or if you're just floating just try and start casting to it before so you can get at least two or three casts into it um you'll find really good numbers like that you ever notice like coming up to one of those holes even that they're a little bit more sluggish and not so driven off food, do you still find bigger groups of fish in those holes? Like, I mean, you think about Lake St. Clair and you usually have other fish following your fish that you're catching up to the boat. Mm -hmm. Do you run into that same situation on the river? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially within the next few weeks here, they're schooled up in, like, straight-up, like, wolf packs. I know, like, last year I had a... Most of the time, most of the time, if I'm on the river, I'm fly fishing. But I mean, it's so hard to fly fish early spring because you just can't get your flies down deep enough, and you don't have the same. It's hard to imitate like crawfish patterns with a fly. Now you can do it, but it's way more effective in that early spring to catch them, just because you're not fishing. You're not fishing bait patterns like you are in the later spring, yeah. like now and into the next few weeks here. 
but I know I was fishing this fly and I could see my fly. I was almost to the boat and I like look down and there's just two big shadows chasing it. So then like you just pause it and then all of a sudden your fly just disappears. So you just set the hook and then all of a sudden there's one chasing the other one and they'll hang out pretty much until you land the fish. Yeah. Chasing it, trying to figure out what's going on. Like, what is he eating? <clears throat> it's crazy to watch that stuff. That's what I think is really sweet. So then, I guess the next, kind of the next thing to look for is um, structure. Now, structure and cover, a lot of people use them interchangeably, but they're they're different. Structure would be log jams or big boulders or drop-offs in the water. Cover is just overhanging branches or like a, like a, if the bank overhangs a little bit. So kind of like a cut bank type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you want to look for that kind of stuff too, especially structure. Now there's guys have different opinions on like, kind of like what's better rocks or wood. Um, some dudes like exclusively fish wood I like fishing rocks more. I've just found, I just am more confident in fishing rocks. I know those fish like to sit on those rocks because that water is where there's like riprap and where there's faster current. When that water flows through all those rocks and like that, it oxygenates the water more, turns it yeah. up, makes more bubbles, oxygen. So they like to sit in that because there's a higher oxygen level there. Yep, and then there's also those slack waters right behind rocks. And there's the slack waters behind it that they can sit in and they don't have to work too hard for food there. Um, But do you also think the whole rock versus wood debate, do you think that's river dependent? Yeah, definitely. Because some rivers have more, even even in sections of rivers, there's more, you'll find either one or the other. Yeah. Very seldom do you find them both together. I mean, you can. I mean, obviously, the whole riverbed's mostly rocks, but... It's t- in terms of, like, big, like, a little bit bigger than, like, softball-sized rocks and stuff like that. Like, big chunk rock and boulders and stuff. Like, those are usually, like, secluded from each other. Yeah. Like, when you're fishing, like, big log jam, the logs are nice this time of year and early because those logs will hold the heat better than the rocks. So they sometimes they'll camp out in that stuff because they're trying to get warm because the water's stupid cold <laughs> there's a pucker factor to the water yeah the whole big time um so that's the thing you kind of think of too sometimes like what's the sun been doing has it been out heating that kind of stuff up has it been heating the rocks and the bank up um or or what what have you i guess um but like i've i've noticed just from like fishing at home on the flint or over here in the kalamazoo there's more rocks on the Kalamazoo than there is on the Flint, but there's more timber on the Flint than there is on the Kalamazoo. Yep. Then you get up to, like, Muskegon, and then there's even more rocks even and boulders. Even more rocks and, like, straight-up boulders. I remember my first float down the Muskegon. It was kind of a smallmouth trout, mm-hmm. kind of a duo thing. And when you go over some of those boulders, you kind of, like, I was in a drift boat. That was my first time in a drift boat, and I'm like trying to grab something he's like oh you're good we're gonna go right over it and i'm looking down i'm like it's like a two thousand pound boulder like we're about <laughs> yeah. to get our shit rocked yeah and you just float right over it but yeah. that adds i mean that gives them so much space to hide or yeah something. and then there's always food i mean you find yeah. craws and little bait fish especially those little suckers i don't know how much they eat on those little suckers in the river 
<clears throat> but it's a prime habitat for Smalley. Yeah, exactly. So then cover is another really good one, especially like once you get later into summer, you get into June, July, August. The cover is huge that time of year because they're they'll they'll hold up in the shade. Um they really like that shade. It's a little bit cooler there because the sun's not beating directly on it. And that and that like the shade moves throughout the day. So you might like if you fished like that stretch in the morning and then you went back later in the night. They might be on different sides of where the cover's at. But Fun, like if you can if you can get cast skipping casts up under like overhanging branches and stuff like that that's huge too they like to sit in that stuff big time um but then like like i said sometimes you'll find just one or you'll find two together two different ones together like you might have overhang and rocks or you might have rocks and deep holes yeah and then like a lot of times you find it, it's not really hard. You just got to be, like, on the lookout for it. But you'll find, like, all three of them. You'll find depth, you'll find structure, and you'll find cover. That's Those are the spots where I've found hold the most fish, just because it's got all three of the things that they love. Like, there's a spot on the home stretch where there's this big trough that runs right next to the bank, and there's big rocks and some log jams downriver. But also there's big, like, branches that hang over the bank. And I we always do. I hooked a giant there one time. I uh, <laughs> I was fishing this big, like, game changer with a super heavy hook. And I just felt my line just, like, jump. So, like, I, like, set the hook. And it didn't really move. And I was like, huh, that was weird. Well, then I started look at my line. And my line starts, like, tracking upstream. And I was like... I ain't never seen that before. So I knew it was a big one. So I like stripped the line again to set the hook harder and it comes up and it's still going upstream and I see the I see the line like starting to like go straight and I said, like, Oh, he's coming up. And this fish jumps and I could see its belly was so big that I could see its its like peck its peck fins. Like I could see them on its like it looked like it was just a big circle. And I could see his fins on the bottom, and I was like, what? And then he shook his head and spit the fly out and swam away. And, and then Hunter cried in the bottom of the boat. And I looked I looked back at Cruzinga, and he goes, that was a big fish, dude. And I was like, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, so if, yeah. There's plenty of times where I've missed hook sets or had hook sets um, that I just... Sometimes when I hook smallmouth, or trout even... Um, my brain just kind of, like, decides to shut off. Buddy freezes, freeze to say the least. Yeah, you, okay, so if you stop into DNR Sports and you run into, if you run into Nate Cruzinga, just be like, hey, like, what's it like fishing with Hunter? Odds are he'll, he'll crack some joke about how I don't know how to set the hook or I, I like to freeze up when it's game time. And he's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> I do it every time. He's just making sure somebody gets a good picture of him. Yeah, there's a... He he started uh, joking around that I was the farmer of the Kalamazoo, and then one of our one of our regular customers started coming in, and he started asking me where my overalls were because have I been farming this week? And but there's always fish landed too. It's the it's, it's the big ones that get away. Oh, it's always the big one. You He's never, the you never fish lose. Story. You never lose a small one. 
Never well, I mean, you don't brag about losing a small <laughs> one. <laughs> That's true. You just don't hear about people losing small ones. It happens all the time. What's your... If you could pick one river right now to go fish, where are you heading? Anywhere in the state or out of the state as well. Kalamazoo. Really? Yeah. Yep. What about, like, the St. Mary's? That would be good. I've, I've never fished the St. Mary's, but I really do want to go up there because that's, like, a big – that's a big river system. Um, another one I want to go to – oh, we're actually going next summer is uh, the St. Lawrence. That's huge. The the river – does it connect Erie and Ontario or does it come out of Ontario? I think, I think it flows out of Ontario by New York. I – that's where I'm super excited to go there because that place is that that's the river that I would put up against St. Clair. St. Clair. That's the smallmouth fishery in the states that I would put up against St. Clair. Yeah. But I mean, then you talk to you talk to guys like Cole, who's on the St. Clair episode, and he would he loves uh um fishing Green Bay cuz he's from Wisconsin. Oh, that Cheesehead. <laughs> so he loves fishing there, um, which I've never. There's not. I haven't smallmouth fished too many places. Just some rivers around here and stuff. There's a another instance of like having all three of the. Like you've got depth, you've got cover, you've got structure. There's a there's this river north of here. Undisclosed. Um, and there was this old there's this old dam that used to be there. Well, obviously below the dam there's a big hole and there's big rocks in there and stuff too. And those those holes, if you're not floating and you're just like wading, if you're wade fishing for them, fish that hole for like thirty minutes. Because there's fish in there. You just gotta get it in front of them sometimes. Yeah, you gotta present it right and put it in put it in the strike zone. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean there's there's smallies in every single River system and tributary system. Because I remember catching my first river steelhead. I mean, not steelhead, smallie. I was brown trout fishing mm-hmm. on an undisclosed river. Um, and I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Obviously, oh, God, learned they that they're... so hard. Well, yeah, because I was throwing them maps and got hammered after cutting up. I skipped up under some... You probably had a Overhang. little rod, too, if you were fishing for trout. Oh, yeah. A little 5, 6, or 6-foot six medium light. <laughs> so, and you're already, I mean, you're playing against the current on a spinner, basically, yeah. and then you get smacked, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a good fish. And, like, young me is like, don't F this up. <laughs> of course, my dad's, like, breathing down my neck. I'm like, oh, don't lose it, don't lose it. <laughs> happens to be a smallie, but before that day, if you would have told me there were smallies in there, my young naive self would have been like, "Nah, you, you're wrong," but yeah. Another sweet thing to do is, it's like a lot of times this time of year, once you get into May, the uh, like when mayflies start hatching. Oh yeah. You you see, uh, <clears throat> last year we were floating. I was floating with my buddy. His name's Jake. Um, met him through, he was a customer at the store and we just got hooked up and started talking fishing and all of a sudden he's one of my, one of my really good friends now. And, uh, we're floating this one night and I could see the bugs all over on top where you get to this one stretch where it was just loaded with them and I could see fish rising 
And I was like, dude, I was like, did you see that? I was like, that fish just rose right there. He's like, he's like, I don't have any dry flies. And I was like, I don't think we'll need them. So we're floating and I'm watching and this fish rises. I see it eat the bug. So then I throw my streamer just upstream of it in literally two strips and he smoked it. We get this fish in the boat and I look down his throat and it was full of mayflies. It was nuts. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, that's insane. Like, look how many they're eating. Watching a mayfly, mayfly hatch, especially in Michigan, like I haven't honestly seen many other in other states, obviously, that have them. But it doesn't matter what you're fishing for. I've seen gar go nuts for it. Gills go nuts for them. Bass do. Yeah. The mayfly hatch just presents so much prime opportunities to catch fish. Oh, definitely. Smallmouth being one of them. And I think that's what I'm going to try and... I want to try and target them on... Uh, a dry fly? Yeah. Like a may. Yep. Because if you catch a three or four pound smallmouth on like a... Well, I'd be using like a fly rod, but like if like on a five weight... Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It'd be a blast. Especially a on a dry fly. Yeah. And... Oh, it'd be so fun. Because you know when they hit that, as soon as you set that hook, they're going airborne. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like a circus. That's what they're they're so not all the time, but a lot of times they're super acrobatic. Oh yeah, they love to jump, and I think that's one of my favorite parts. I just love how much they fight. Let's count how many times Hunter says this is my favorite part during this episode. Yeah, I got a lot of flack from that on the "What Makes the Great Lakes Great" episode. Um, I I'm guilty of that. I do that a lot. There's just so much I love about everything, though. I can't. I can never pick one thing. It's impossible. That's why we do it. Yeah. So what's? I mean, do you have? Do you have a lot of experience like doing like river fishing? I know. Obviously, you've done it a lot with your dad when you were younger. Honestly, the last time I targeted just smallies on a river was probably down in Three Rivers in a little private section of the Rocky. Okay. That, um, my friends grew up. We kind of, they slang termed it the land, and they always do a float out there. Mm-hmm. But we'd go out there. I mean, we still, they still go out there and haven't been out there in a few years. But, I mean, just a small section like that that doesn't get fished hard. I mean, you can catch an 18, 19-inch small out of a little creek that you could yeah. probably jump across in sections. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't have the extent and experience like you've had. Um Definitely want to do it more. Oh, for it's, sure, yeah. I mean, it's a riot, but even going out there. Yeah, you'll have to come. You go out there. You'll have to come float with us a couple times this year. Oh, yeah. Because it's a blast. Now, talking about mayflies, I just thought about it. When they're hitting, like, mayflies or anything top of the water, have you ever thrown a frog on the river for smallies? I haven't thrown a frog, but I, I was actually just thinking about this because I wanted to bring it up. Because I know whopper ploppers are kind of popular. Whopper plopper is the ultimate river bait. Yeah. For smallmouth. And if you've never seen small, if you haven't fished topwater for river smallmouth, I highly recommend it. Because I had a couple hours to kill this one day. I drove down to St. Joe and Three Rivers. I went, I'll, I'll tell you where this one. I was at uh, just above the dam. There's a little like county park. You can just, I just launched my kayak in there and I just. Oh, uh, right above the Sturgis Dam. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 not Sturgis, right in, right in Three Rivers. So the actual Three Rivers Dam. Yeah, the three, right above the Three Rivers Okay, dam. I know what you're talking about then, yeah. Yeah. So I just went up there and I started throwing around this little this little popper. 
And, uh, oh my goodness, dude, I've never seen smallmouth hit something like this before. I literally come in like three feet out of the water when they hit it. Just rocket ships. It was so insane. I've never seen anything like it. Did you freeze in the hook set? It's kind of hard to freeze on those hook sets because <laughs> they just engulf the whole thing. But there was, there was one where it just, an explosion. And I was just like, what? And I looked at my poppers just floating there in the ripples. I was, that was, that was the most fun I think I've had just fishing by myself. Because catching topwater smallmouth was absolutely insane. I wish I could, I wish I could really figure out like throwing poppers on, a, on the fly because that would be so fun. Have you tried it or yeah. just haven't I've, mastered I've just, it? I just haven't had good luck on it yet. I think it's one of those things where you got to wait. Most of the time we're fishing like the morning. I think it would be better if I waited, like if we did like an like a evening float or something. Oh, yeah. Because with that, you really got to find like those slack waters. Yeah. But, um, I mean, top water, you're fishing aggressive fish. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, this is a little fun fact. Um Smallmouth have one of like the most sensitive um like lateral lines. So what they where they feel the the vibrations. Mm, and yeah. Uh, where is it? I think I think Cruising was telling me about he was reading this book and the the author said that when you when you're throwing a topwater and it when it hits the water, you you want to wait like 10 or like 15 seconds before you start reeling it in or stripping it in. Because their their lateral line is so sensitive that they can feel the the splash of a topwater bait from like twenty feet away. Well, shit, I would do so the you same gotta, thing. So you got to give them time to like come from wherever, which that blew my mind because that, that's a good distance. Oh yeah, but those things are. I mean, they're bullets. Oh yeah. But I could see that. I mean, you hear that smack. Mm-hmm. And, I mean. It's like ringing a dinner bell. That's what we oh, call yeah. it. Oh yeah. That's what when you're so like when we're fly fishing, you try and get the you try and get the fly to plop, plop, and you call that ringing the dinner bell because it just brings them in. I could see it, but I've never thought about it that way. Like I've never actually thought about taking in consideration how sensitive their lateral lines mm-hmm. are while throwing topwater. Yeah, which is insane. That's why topwater is really good when the river's like kind of up and dirty, because they're going all off feel. Yeah. Doesn't matter like. But then also, too, like, if they're going off mostly feel, like, on stuff like that, like, your hookup ratio is not going to be as good because they're kind of just going after the sound. Yeah. The, the vibration, the feel of it. Might miss it a little bit. Yeah. So you'll you'll run into that sometimes, which happens. I mean, but I've also got to play on to why a plopper is probably so good because it's heavier than most top water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know when I throw my big 190 for musky. I mean, that's like a four-ounce bait. Yeah. You chuck that son of a gun out there, it sounds like a whale jumping off the dock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a belly flop competition going around over there. Yeah. And I just never thought about it that way. Yeah. But if I go to fish topwaters, I'll pick, like, definitely whopper ploppers. Whopper ploppers are so nuts for river smallmouth. Or another one I really like is, I think Evergreen makes it. It's like a big walking, like, stick bait. It's kind of like a slender spook type looking, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit skinnier though. But that thing's got like rattles in it. So it's like super loud when you twitch it. It's like. I was fishing. I was fishing the zoo one time with the guy out in the boat sales department at DNR, Tyler Adams. That dude knows how to catch river smallmouth. 
He's a stick. He knows how to catch anything in the he's river. A, that dude's a stick. And uh, he's like, he's like, right up there. He's like, that's a good spot. He's like, throw, he's like, throw your bait up there. So I did, and it lands, and I like waited a sec, and I twitched it once, and it was just like, and this fish comes flying out of the water and just like throws the bait like all the way back to the boat. And I was like, what? He, I was like, dude, I was like, did you see that? He said, I told you that was a good spot. <laughs> So, and that was one of those spots too, is there, there's big, there's lots of cover over, there's good shade there, and there's big rocks. There wasn't a lot of depth there, but this is one of those things. If you have good go cover on. and structure, you can get away with fishing a little bit shallower. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean. Definitely. doesn't matter if it's smallies or trowel or. Oh, yeah. I mean, even a lot of people like to river fish for pike too. That's super popular right now. Yeah. There's a ton of them on the Kalamazoo right now. They are an issue. They are so ugly in the river, though. They're like pencils. They don't have the girth <laughs> like you do in the yeah. lake. They don't get fat. I think it's, it's all about the girth. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. I I just love river smallmouth. Count number two for I love so. Oh, we're higher than that. You just started counting. That's true. We'll put it at, what, four, five? So let's let's kind of dive into preparation for going out into the river. Like, you rigging up the rods the night before. How many rods are you taking? We're not taking account fly fishing here. We'll get into that in a second. Okay. Um, going out conventional spinning, casting stuff. How many rods are you taking? What are you putting on to start off the day? I'd probably take... I'd probably take four. Four. How many spinning? How many or casting? Probably either two and two or one spinning and three casting. Okay. And the baits I would throw would be on the spinning round. I'd throw a tube because it's just so good. Brown colors, like green pumpkin colors, especially yep. like a, if you can find like a light, like a like a pale orangey color. Fire. Like almost like a lighter, not so. Like a cute. really, like a really dark yellow. So almost like the mustard color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a brown, like a like a spicy mustard color. Okay. Fire. Dijon. Just remember Dijon. Dijon. Um. So I'd have a tube tied on. I'd have a swim bait, like a three eighths ounce, or maybe like a, even a three quarters. Um. Any color. I like white because there's a lot of shad in the river systems. Um. I found. White does really good. Um, and then I would have tied on, oh, uh, a, a wobble head. So it's just like this big, like a big weight that's on like a hinge connected to your hook. And then you can use whatever tray you want. I really like, like a Z-Man, like a, like a goat. It's got little tails that kick. Those the things appendages kick. get yep. the vibration out. Yep. And, and those you just let them hit the bottom and just reel them across the rocks. Yep. And they absolutely freight train them and oh man absolutely freight trains them do you ever throw a drop shot in the river not very much i don't i think there's i think there's some law for river fishing that you can't have you can't have a weight below your hook Okay, I could see that. So yeah. I think a drop shot's out of the question for most river fishing. I'd have to like double check that, but I've I've never really fished drop shot on rivers just because 
I don't like throwing like heavy drop. Like you'd have to throw like a half ounce drop shot, which yeah. is too heavy for me. And then the other one I have on, which is going to contradict my episode, our episode with Nick is going to be a Ned rig and some little, like a craw pattern. Yeah. Like Z-Man's got some that are really good. Or I just saw this new one today at work. It's by Berkeley. It's their Maxent. It's called the Little Trooper. I'm going to throw that this year. Is it like a craw presentation or is it just kind of like the turd looking like the original Z-Man TRD? No, this one, the Little Trooper is like, it looks like a little crawfish. Oh, hell yeah. It's, that Max Sense is a killer. It's, yeah, it is. Tyler Adams, who I was talking about earlier, has got this secret little, like, like Ned bait that he uses. I, I don't know what it is. I've never seen it. But he absolutely just slaughters them. In early spring and, like, right now, he murders the fish on that thing. I don't know what it is. That dude lives on the river. Oh, he's a, he's, he's, hmm. He's he's good on the river. Where are you going there? I was going to, I don't know. I mean, John Lee, he's the Kalamazoo River Guide. Everybody knows him around here. He's he's probably the best river stick I know. I still haven't fished with him. <laughs> I hope he listens to this and hears me say this because I want to fish with that dude so bad, but he intimidates the heck out of me, and I'm scared to ask him to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, if you hear this, just say, hey, man, let's go fishing. And I'll be like, okay. Or I'll just kind of stare at you and probably just... I'll probably freeze. Shit his pants <laughs> like, oh, geez. But, yeah, that's... Um, but then you wanted to, like, what I would take for fly fishing? Yeah. Too? Um, Obviously, you don't have the diverse lineup of rods when you go fly fishing. No, I don't. I take... Um, like a seven and eight weight or I usually have a seven weight with a like a two hundred and fifty grain sinking line, like a sink tip. And then I'll have a five weight on deck too, just because why not? Yeah. I love my five weight. <laughs> so what do you usually put on that five weight? Like lighter not lighter. I'll put like kind of jig flies on there because they're a little bit smaller to be easier to cast with that. And, yep. they'll, and they'll get down to those deeper holes if you have to. Something a little smaller profile. And then on the seven weight, I've actually switched from tying on my baits to I tie on like a, it's not really like a snap swivel, but it's like a little like a. Those little fast snaps? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fast snap. Those have been the deal because I switch flies too much. I noticed that. Yeah. Um, and it's usually, you, you're cracking me up because I remember you saying olive. It's all you had to say. You was like, it's all you got to know is olive when we went trout fishing that day. And, Not for smallmouth. But that day, I mean, you went through like six different patterns of olive presentations. Yep. Each one had a little bit of olive. And then I started getting hits on gray. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw that little thing swimming in the bottom. I said, look at you. I said, I bet they're eating whatever you are. Sure as God's got sandals. <laughs> so what's your go-to streamer color for river smallies? Olive over yellow. 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 Look, you want to see fly box? Yeah, oh, let's I see. Ha- I don't have it here. He fumbled the bag here. Got my hopes up. Um, but if you, if you, you can, you can open up my fly box, my smallmouth box, and you can be like, hey, Hunter, what color do you throw? 
And it's just like, dude, just look. Because it's like yellow, 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 yellow. A little bit of brown sometimes. But but I'll throw anything from like little like articulate. I like to throw articulated flies a lot. Oh! Huh, looky there. What what fly is that? Brown or yellow, baby. <laughs> um, actually, out my, of the whole box there. My, yellow. My favorite smallmouth fly. Of, my, actually, my favorite fly of all time is from Blue Line Fly Co. It's called the Cooter Brown. I've got it in. I've got it in an olive and yellow color, and I've got it in this like olive and orange color. And I don't know what it is about that thing, but that thing absolutely rails. That fly. So hit up Blue Line. Blue Line, sponsor me. Where the cooter flies rail. <laughs> That's the that fly is the juice. I can't accept or deny that because you haven't shown me yet. So this is me making Hunter take me out fishing. He'll probably just stick me behind the camera again. No, you got a fish. You got a fish on the he river. He says that. He won't river, let me. You fish. I'll, I'll let, I'd let you fish on the river. I'd let you fish. The river's the place for everybody. I love standing in a river. We need to go up to St. Mary's and fish it. I would like that. I have I've like... Never, I've never been. I want to go... I want to go... Fish in Muskegon, too. The Muskegon's a good fishery. I remember mm-hmm. that float I did, we got a good mix of smallies and um, trout. I think we caught more smallies in that float, but it was midsummer I and mean, it was warm. Yeah. So That's the time you get up there. Oh, the only yeah. thing about the Muskegon is it's a pain in the ass sometimes because there's so many people that like float down, tube down, and kayak down, and whatever. And there's people swimming. I remember, I mean. That's why I love the dirty old Kalamazoo. <laughs> Not many people floating down that. Uh-uh. But I remember we were going down in the drift boat, and it was like dodging cones on 131, but it was people swimming and kayaking. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. Dude, it's ridiculous. That's, that's about all I got. Any other, anything else you could think of? Not, not off the top of my head. That. Oh, a new, a new bait that I'm going to be throwing on the river this year is Big Al's. Deadly Nedley, named by yours truly. He just dropped off some to me. These things are absolutely sick. They're little Ned rig, like hair jigs, kind of. Oh, they're killer. I mean, I could think I'm a, of... I'm going to post them on... They'll be on, like, our Instagram. Um, First thing I thought of was crappy, a bulkier crappy presentation. Because that hair jig, I mean, when it's dry, all hair jigs look pretty bulky, mm-hmm. but... I mean, they're super soft. You get them in the water. They look super realistic, and then they kind of thin down. So a finesse smallmouth bait, even a finesse largemouth bait, um, a little bit bigger presentation for crappie if you're going strictly for some bigger crappie, like post-spawn on weed edges and stuff would be perfect, but those are going to be killer. They look good. They got that net head, so you're going to have a good presentation on the bottom, and Super stoked to throw those. And we've got a couple other cool things coming up. Um, we're closing on school, so I'm I'm done. Um, it'll be summertime. We'll have more time on our hands. I'm going to get a website up. We're going to have some merch. We're going to have – I know some of you guys have seen our Great Lakes Experience hats. We're going to have those for sale. 
I'm gonna get some t-shirts rolling, maybe some stickers. I've got I've got big plans for this for this summer. Just because I'll have more time on my hands, I'll be able to upkeep with the website and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of why I've been holding off on it now. Um, we've got some. I'm super excited to see some of our guests that we're gonna have on. I know in the next few weeks here, uh, my friend. Ashley from Baldwin, she's going to be on. She is the owner of a company called Mindful Trout. She's got a big retreat coming up this weekend, so look look her up on social media. Um, she actually just started her own podcast called Loop to Loop, so check that out. It's all about getting into like getting into fly fishing and getting reconnected with nature. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to be actually, I think I'm a guest on her show within next few weeks here i'm pretty excited to do that so keep an eye out for that keep also, an eye out for our website and um, then the podcast over the summer we're gonna have more time to travel do a little bit more fishing um so expect some post water like right after the trip yeah, podcast we'll have, we'll they're have, gonna be a little bit shorter but they're gonna be more in detail on how that day went not so in general so yeah. it's gonna be a little bit more specific we'll have little bonus episodes for you this summer i'm super excited about that and then once fall rolls around oh, it's that's going to be time. it's game time when it comes fall again we're getting ahead of ourselves though yes it's still summer we got i'm i'm ready for summer i'm ready for warmth it's been cold for god knows how long here in michigan i think we're going to have to break out some swim trunks to do a little tanning this weekend on the boat oh but i just want to thank you guys for all your continued support um, you guys have been super awesome in listening to the show every week, um, especially you guys who've stuck around through our very poor audio quality in the first few episodes. We've got her just about figured out now. Um, I just need a couple more things, and then you won't even be able to tell that we ever had issues. It'll be sweet. I'm super excited. Um, so with that, thank you guys for tuning in this week, and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>